Hi, and welcome to Home Stretch, the Daily Utah Chronicle sports podcast. My name is Stevie, and I'll be your host. Today, sports writer Kyle Garrison is joining us to talk about the first two men's basketball games, and if you saw anything interesting that changed his predictions from last time. Hi, Kyle. Thanks for coming back on the podcast. Hey, Stevie. Thanks for having me again. Appreciate it. So, watching the first two basketball games, I mean, personally, I saw that the team was put together. They seemed to be communicating well. What were some things that you noticed during the games? Yeah, uh, in my opinion, the first thing that stood out to me was just the defense and how suffocating it was, especially from our guards. Uh, Rowley Worcester, I think, uh, if I'm correct here, had six steals in the game against UC Riverside, just making the uh, opposing guards uncomfortable, uh, especially in college basketball when the guards are just more susceptible to turnovers and more susceptible to fast break opportunities. Uh, guys like Rowley who can just you know get in their face, guard close, pick up half court, uh, just makes it a lot harder for teams that aren't as experienced handling the ball. Um, and I, that's what I saw that just really stood out to me was just that uh, defensive pressure, not only from Raleigh, but from Gabe Madsen, Cole Bejima, um, Hunter Erickson as well. Uh, just our guard pressure was phenomenal the first two games against uh, Eastern Washington and UC Riverside, making those guys uncomfortable all game long. Uh, another thing that kind of leads from the guard pressure is just getting into fast break opportunities. Uh, when that ball pressure is high, uh, especially in the half court set, it makes it a lot harder for the opposing teams to get back on defense when we push the ball. So Raleigh being able to get the ball up to Bejma and uh, Madsen uh, as they run the wing and then get it down to Lovering and uh, Brandon Carlson, Ben Carlson and our big guys. Uh, it, there was just a lot of aspects that I didn't see from the team last year that I saw uh, early on in the in the first two games, which I really, really like to see. I know Coach Smith, I'm sure, totally emphasized the fact that last year we were very low in fast break points. I'm not sure what our rank was in Pac-12, but I know it wasn't very high. Um, so just watching the team get out, run the ball, uh, let Raleigh kind of run the offense, but also let him make decisions uh, in just like uh, like split split second decisions, uh, getting the ball to our uh, wing players and then getting the ball down low is beautiful to see. Um, uh, like I said, half court defense was great. Uh, our half our half court sets were uh, much more guard driven, um, with Raleigh kind of running the show, letting him do his thing, um, getting the two seven footers starting. Uh, Lawson Lovering and Brennan Carlson. I love to see. Uh, Coach Smith emphasizing height, getting those big guys down there, getting down and dirty. And I absolutely love to see Raleigh just dishing it down to those guys, getting post-touch every single possession um, and just making the defense collapse. And uh, yeah, I just I saw a lot of things that early on this year that I, I didn't see last year, which was really uh, good to see. What players stood out to you on the court and that you saw making changes out on the court? Yeah, so early on uh, <clears throat> in the season, I talked about how losing LeVar Stefanovic uh, to or Lazar Stefanovic, excuse me, to UCLA was a big was a big loss considering he was probably our best perimeter shooter at the wing position besides Gabe Madsen. Um, and watching Cole Bejima go out there and just absolutely just just a sharpshooter, he was putting up shots and just I mean you expected him to go down. He was uh, he's over fifty percent already on the year and on only two games, small sample size, but. Being able to watch him just light it up from, from range was a really good sign uh, and is a really good compliment to Gabe Madsen, um, who was also a great shooter as well. Um, our, our wings looked really athletic, uh, really explosive, which I was not expecting to see. Gabe Madsen like, had a couple dunks early in the first two games that I was, did not expect uh, to see out of him. He is 
super athletic. I don't know if he worked it on, uh, worked on it in the offseason or not, but he was getting rebounds. He was getting up there for dunks, getting up there. He had a couple blocks, just great all-around performance from him. Um, Raleigh Worcester, I can't say enough good things about him. I mean, his one-on-one -on -one defense is, is elite, uh, to say the least, um, and his ability to expose mismatches is ridiculous. Um, you never really see a guy that can guard him on the offense or on the defensive end and then come on the other end and, you know, make a play against him because his defense is just so unbelievably good. Six steals is ridiculous in a college basketball game. I don't care who you're playing. So really good stuff from our guard play. Uh, Kabakite came in. He's a machine. Like he just a defensive just menace. Two double doubles, I believe. I know. I know he had a double double against UC uh, or against Eastern Washington. I'm not sure what his stat line was against UC Riverside. He might have been a couple rebounds short. But I know he scored in double figures both games in very limited minutes. Uh, great on the defensive end. Ben Carlson. You could tell he worked on his jump shot in the off season just to allow him to get more minutes. And he was playing. He's been playing great. The first two games can't wait to see what he's able to do obviously loss and lovering brennan carlson that two-headed monster down low it's gonna be really hard for teams to handle i'm really excited to see how those guys uh start to mesh as the season progresses so i know that the lineup is like very similar to last year but was there anything that you saw that surprised you yeah the first thing uh right away was loss and lovering starting i had no idea i know coming out of I believe he's from Colorado. He's a Colorado transfer, and I did not think that he was going to initially, you know, sneak into the lineup. I, th I thought maybe he'd be, you know, the eighth or ninth man off the bench, getting, getting like 10 minutes to uh, make sure that if Brandon Carlson uh, were to get into foul trouble, then Lawson could come in. But him starting, I mean, the first game, you could tell he was very new to the system. That second game, he really picked it up. Um, I believe he, he led us in scoring that game. Uh, yeah, he ended with 18 points on 7 for 11 shooting against UC Riverside. Um, so that was very surprising. Uh, another thing, Gabe, Gabe Matson, like I said, very athletic. Uh, I did not see, you know, that last year and being able to kind of see that he has progressed. His game is not just a spot up shooter. It's really a good sign for for Coach Smith and the, and the coaching staff. Um, in the defensive pressure and just the focal point of defense that I know Coach Smith made this year uh, is really, really good to see because last year there was just there was a lot of times where, you know, our, our defense, if it was playing well, our offense would struggle and vice versa. So being able to see our offense thrive while our defense is also playing well is really going to pay dividends um, when we get into the tougher part of our non-conference schedule and into Pac-12 play. Um, and then ball pressure again. Uh, really surprising to see Raleigh just just d dominate on the defensive end, um, which was really, really fun to see and excited about that. Definitely very surprising. Speaking of Coach Smith, um, what do you think he needs to do this season and what are some things that he should be focusing on? Again, continue to preach defense. In college basketball, if you can create defensive pressure on guards, it's really, really hard to beat teams, even if you're not shooting the ball well. Um, it's just a, it's a dimension of uh, a team that a lot of coaches try and preach, but they don't preach it well enough or as consistently as they need to. So being able to being able to make teams uncomfortable is gonna it's, you know gonna push us to, in my opinion, could be a top four or five team in the Pac-12 um, early on. I know USC lost last night, so things are open. Things are wide open. I know Arizona is the consensus one, but there's a lot of teams out there that you know I don't think they're gonna be able to handle the uh, the pressure that Coach Smith's team is gonna be able to put on. So. Keep, uh, keep preaching defense, um, utilize bench depth. I know we've been doing a good job of that with uh, Hunter Eric Erickson, uh, Kevin Kite, and uh, Ben Carlson. 
Um, we got those three guys coming off the bench. They're playing good minutes. Um, they're, you know, they're making the, the most of their opportunities. So being able to have those guys come in and uh, relieve the pressure off of some of our starters is going to be really key, uh, especially later in the season when guys start to maybe get injured or start to get tired. So bench minutes are super huge. Um, so these blowouts are really nice because you get some guys getting some in-game minutes in case we need them down the stretch. Um, Another thing that I, that I kind of noticed is Coach Smith and uh, Raleigh Worcester both came over from Utah State together. He was the point guard for Utah State uh, when Coach Smith was there. And so being able to let Raleigh kind of make the decisions offensively and defensively is so huge because they, Coach Smith and Raleigh pretty much have the same brain. They know exactly what each other wants to do. They know their tendencies. So having a point guard in Raleigh is so huge. And just Coach Smith giving him the reins is, is going to pay dividends. I can promise you that. So, um, And then another thing I kind of noticed was maybe adding a little one two two press, maybe adding um, some zone defense just to kind of switch things up again. I know it's easy to run man to man early on in the season because the teams are a little bit uh, worse competition. But as the, the season starts to pick up and you start to play those teams that you know are just as good, if not better, at defense than you, you got to start mixing it up. So. Look to look to see Coach Smith kind of implement some more stuff like that. But uh, yeah, I really like what he's doing and I'm excited to see kind of what he does for the rest of the year. I mean, it sounds like you have really high hopes for the rest of the season. So after seeing the first two games, how do you think the rest of the season is going to go? Do you think a Pac-12 championship is possible? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's never uh, out of the question. Uh, things, things, are, things have happened that are crazy. Last year we beat Arizona at home, um, kind of shock shocked me as well so you never really know I don't I don't think that you should ex that you know our fans should expect that just because you know you don't want to get uh let down too early on in the season uh, I know it's only the first two games but I will say we look a lot better than we did last year I think we're a top five team in the Pac-12 I know um they had us at uh at number seven in the preseason polls and I think we're just going to kind of climb up that ladder as the season goes on um, and I love being the underdog. Utah is always the underdog, whether it's football or basketball. It never really matters. And we always prove everybody wrong. So being able to kind of have that underdog role go into each game, you know, who knows? Is Utah legit? We'll never really know until we play some good teams. But uh, this, this uh, coming week is going to be pretty telling. Um, we play a, a, a ACC team in Wake Forest that, uh, I mean, ACC is always a powerhouse in basketball, so it's going to be it's going to be a good test for us. And uh, and then we play some more games after that in the Charleston Classic um, that are really going to tell you whether or not this team is legit or not. So excited for that. Um, there, I mean, there's a lot more. There, er, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, there's been a lot more team basketball being played in the first two games than I've seen uh, in the past three years, um, which is just, it, it helps us with being able to, like I said early on, run the fast break, uh, just be like, co like coexist as a group. It seemed like last year there was a lot of one-on-one -on -one ball going on. Being able to have one guy kind of run the offense uh, is gonna just help this team uh, thrive so much more than what I saw the past two years. So just early on, I can tell there's a lot, uh, there's a lot of things that Coach Smith kind of went into the off season last year and decided that he needed to, needed to fix. And uh, that's exactly what he's shown so far and what the team's shown so far. Um, my prediction is, you know, I think that we can make the NCAA tournament as like an 11 to a seven seed, um, as long as we win the games that we're supposed to. Uh, just not being not slipping up against the mid-major teams and and uh, stealing away a couple Pac-12 wins against some some opponents that 
maybe are supposed to beat us um, is going to help along the way. I think maybe five or six Pac-12 teams will make it, make the tournament this year. So for as long as we're in that top five or six, there's no reason we shouldn't be able to make it. So Great. Well, do you have any final thoughts on the team and the rest of their season? Yeah, I mean, I definitely have more confidence um, after seeing the first two games uh, than I did early on in the season and, you know, last year and the year before. So I think that uh, there's a lot of good things that have come out the last two games and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good basketball left to be played. So, um, you know, keep a lookout. I know we play BYU at home this year um, and uh, I'll be in the press box. I'm going to recruit as many students as I can to go. So if you do listen to this, come out. Uh, come out to the BYU game. Let's fill the Huntsman Center. Uh, let's make it loud. Um, it'd be really, really cool to see. I know, I know. Coach Smith has has really made it a priority to try and get students there. I know he last year went went on a Greek row um, and went to some of the fraternities to kind of get uh, people on board. So if we're winning games, I really strongly encourage people to come out because it's a really good environment. The Huntsman's a is just a historical building, a historical stadium, and. I think that we're going to be a team to 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 really to really watch this year, and uh, so it could be a pretty fun year. And I hope people really come out and show some support. Yeah, there weren't a ton of people at the first game, but hopefully we see more this season. So thank you, Kyle, for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. You guys can find more information on Kyle's article under the sports section on the DailyUtahChronicle.com. And thank you for listening to Home Stretch, the Daily Utah Chronicle sports podcast. Stay tuned for new episodes coming each week.